Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Like in the same space. Yes. In, in, your, in your dad's office. Yep. Yeah, this is exciting stuff. Yep. Episode 401. Less than a little... More than a hundred to go, because we're yeah. gonna do. We're gonna, be, we're gonna get into. The, I think. I think the number is five twenty-five. Yep. And so far, we've killed three businesses, maybe four. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor in the last mm-hmm. hundred episodes, you've still got about two years of sponsorship time left. Yes. Roughly, we want to. Um, we we want to cross that ten-year mark, not yeah. just the five hundred yeah. episode mark, and then. We're going to be playing around long enough that it's like, why not go out on a live one? So 525. We want this that new number, listeners. podcast to be able to be old enough to play Little League. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just the shitty, like, T-ball Little League, but proper Little League. Yep. Yeah, we wanted to have a coach that gets drunk on Coors Light and screams at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how we want to roll. Yep. I feel like when, when it comes time where we get sophisticated robots, we'll just... We'll download this podcast into a robot brain, and that'll then be a 10-year-old robot, and then it'll just base its personality completely out of this podcast, and then it'll play Little League. Here's a thought that occurred to me this week in the whole conversation. Oh, man, sorry. I'm just thinking, robot bad news bears, continue. Okay. (laughs) Just don't want to lose that. Put a pin in it. Let's put it in the parking lot. We'll come back to it. Yep. Um, So we probably have recorded enough material at this point that they could do a really good AI deepfake of both our voices. Oh, so yeah. this could just go on forever. We probably said just about all the words at this I point. I think at this point. There's some, there's, some uh, there's still those like high, there's some high bar words, which yeah. like they don't still come up in much conversation. Yeah. There's some science terms. Um, yeah, like incontinence. There, yeah. There's yeah. some ethnic slurs that we, we shy away from. I'm not saying those. Nope. But they could probably just take the, the vowels and syllables and shit out of our voice and make it seem like we did. If they can do it with George W. Bush, they can probably do it with us. Yep. We've probably said as many words, if not more, than George W. Bush. Yep. We'll be lucky if we get out of this life without them pinning a 9-11 on us, frankly. Oh, or Let maybe... Let alone ethnic slurs. It'll go the opposite way mm-hmm. and they'll pin a mission accomplished on us. Because we came in with a mission, and that was to do a podcast, and then we decided that we were going to do 500, because that seemed like a number that was so far in the future that it would never, ever happen. Yes. Like when you book your colonoscopy, and it's like eight months in the future, and you're like, I don't have to worry about that. That'll never, ever happen. And then it's next Monday, the 24th at 1.40 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, that, not that that's... That's coming up. Yeah. You got You got to... You got less than a week before you yeah. got to start get preparing yourself. And we're supposed to play D&D that night, so I'm going to have to probably push that back, or it's going to be the weirdest D&D game ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair, uh, yeah. We want to know something funny. My uh, uh, The bro-in-law had his, has his tomorrow, so he's a week ahead of me, and he was like, oh, man, this, this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, and I had to do a dad joke here, but at least there are still people who want to check out our ass, mm-hmm. I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a good titter. About that, both nervous as hell. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like like you you as many times as you hear stories about people getting their colonoscopy and everything's fine, you don't really latch on to those. You latch on to the ones where it's like, and then I died three days later. 
and uh, and you know you, that's it, a good it's, story. It's gonna be really terrifying. And so I'm like, also well, they're back because they're telling you about it, or they're a ghost that's haunting <laughs> you now that 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 comes to warn people who are about to get colonoscopy, or they're a liar, mm-hmm. and and that's none of those are good. Options. I mean, it's, it could also be a coincidence, and they just don't want to listen to the science. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess that'd be, that'd be the worst kind of ghost to have around. Who's like trying to warn you, but he's warning you with just bad information. I just feel like what's inside. But he's a of ghost. Me, so you think maybe he knows what he's talking about? Maybe what's inside of. Uh, Hold on, for the party. Well, why does he know more than you? Just because he's dead? He's ghost. just some fucking asshole. In the in the in the, in the robot bad news bears, mm-hmm. the umpire yep. is a ghost uh, who died of ass cancer. Okay, write that down. Write that down. We'll put it back in the parking lot. Okay. But my point is, like, I am not a beautiful man. I mean, I, I maybe on the inside, but that's the thing, right? I'm not, I'm not like, like, I don't have a lot like going for me. I've got good hair, right? Mm. Um, but the rest of me kind of is uh, shifts and patches, you know, it's not the right home to mom about, but I've always had my insides and they've always been mine. They're my, my secret place, right? Where I can go and to have somebody like look at in my insides, that's like, I don't have any place left right i mean that's the only place i have but haven't people looked in your insides before no i've been extraordinarily lucky and this was i was trying to tell the doctor when you i never had like last week x-rays or I mean, mri yeah and i've always felt violated by them i've always felt like what how dare you like, like sonogram looking or... inside of me that's where the secrets are yeah and i don't want the what kind the, of secrets well you know like all my secrets like like i mean what what place do we have in the world that's just ours and no one else gets to go there? It's in our colons, it's in our hearts, and it's in our brains. And they want to x-ray all of those every time you have a catastrophic system failure. And then it's they're like... Trying to, they're trying to breach your colon of solitude. They are trying to breach my colon of solitude. Exactly. That's where I go to reconnect with generations of my family Yep. who, who have gone before mm-hmm. me. Like, Put crystals and stuff. My grandpa's up there like telling me stories sometimes. Yeah, and and his grandpa, mm-hmm. and and his great aunt, because she also had a colon thing. Anyway, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but yeah. it, it's, it's sorry. Like, I can't. I can't have a, a conversation about going up your ass without thinking about that that Mister Show sketch where the class trip, where they're trying to plan the class trip, and everyone's not taking it seriously, and keeps suggesting they go up his mom's ass. And at the end, that's what they do. They have a happy montage of them going on a, like a science field trip up his mom's ass. Yeah, yeah. See, this is it's it's a thing oh, for man. for humor. I was, I just making sure all you other Mister Show people out there were thinking the same thing I was. And if not, if you're not a Mister Show person, why the fuck not? You need to see Bob Odenkirk take a bunch of teenagers up his mom's ass. How would you not want to do that? I had an interesting cultural experience Mm -hmm. uh, today. Speaking of uh, people's mom's asses, actually, this has nothing to do with it, but I thought that was a good seg. Um, I was watching a a YouTube video. Well, first of all, I was looking up, somebody mentioned, like, something being defunct. And that reminded me Mm -hmm. of the old state sketch uh, with Barry and LeVon. 
when they're in space and one of them's like, oh no, our life system has become defunct, you know, and it was really funny. So I'm like, I wonder if that's on YouTube, right? And yeah. that's how the rabbit hole started. So then I got on there and there's only a few state sketches on YouTube, by the way, in case you're ever wondering. You know, I feel like it maybe changed hands a couple times and so yeah. maybe there was a purge through at, at, a, at a point like that. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. So I would assume there would be more. But, then but, I, there, but there's some weird gray areas for like uh, things in our childhood, mm-hmm. like our pre-internet times, kind of yeah. up to that early, yeah. early internet times, where it's just like hasn't been adopted as much into like, especially GIF form, yeah, or like it's not quite so available, yeah. Well, and one of the guys from the state wrote "Sex Wieners and Boobs," which yeah. we produced with Card Table yeah. Theater back in the day. And another one was—I don't think he necessarily wrote it, but produced a play called Puna the Fuck Dog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if there's any of that play on YouTube. So I look up Puna the Fuck Dog, mm-hmm. and it was the weirdest thing. There wasn't an actual video of the show itself, except embedded in a video by this guy was like Dork Nasty or Dork Nastily or something. Um, and he was doing this kind of like... I wonder if he's related to Black Nasty. Or Dirk Gently, but he was Maybe. like his bad brother. He's, he's like the, the, the British evil twin of Black Nasty. He did have a like a weird like uh, claw arm, like mm-hmm. a metal metal claw arm. I, I don't think it was uh, a fake. I think he actually is a... Uh, a YouTuber with a with a with a he's like he's arm. like a maybe he came up as a henchman yeah for, he for like kind some of kind of super material. villain but then he, he was like talking about the show and he's like we saw the show that was like it was just so weird it's like something you'd find on a weird like late night thing it's like so nineties <laughs> and, and like that phrase like so nineties kind of stuck in my craw mm. because like his definition of so nineties was it was kind of meta, it was self-referential, and it was weird. And granted... I mean, that was the style of the time. You're you're talking about Kids in the Hall and the State and Mr. Show are pretty much that, like, 90s arc. Yeah, it's just, (laughs) but it's just a little... It seemed a little dismissive. And I'm like, Mm. here you are. Like, your whole routine is that you don't create anything new in the world. (laughs) You just sit there and bitch about stuff that already exists, and you've got all these followers, and they're all basing their judgments on whatever you tell them to base their judgments on. And you're taking what is, I mean, it was a decent show in the nineties. It wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. And you're shitting on it, man. Like mm-hmm. why you do that? Why you do that to your, to your Gen X brethren, my friend, you're going to be old too someday. And someone's going to be watching your video and be like, Oh, that hook arm guy. He was really, I don't know, not very funny. Nobody cared. And, or there's not going to be internet because we're all going to be dead. Yeah. Cause of climate change. Yeah, that's that's probably most likely. Anyway, I didn't like it. And we're not going to have much physical media left. We got to we no. got to start hoarding it. Yeah, I mean everything goes away, right? Everything yeah. goes away. I just mean like for us to get out through the rest of like our lifetimes into our children's lifetimes, maybe like a little further, mm-hmm. give them some stuff to like watch. Yeah, to like learn and pass into an oral tradition, maybe. Yeah. I'm hoping Ollie will go to space, but I, I, I can't even... He can't even get off the couch a lot of the time. Yeah. How's his math? I mean, tolerable. He's actually pretty good at math, which I'm really okay. surprised about. Because that's like... That's going to help you get to space, frankly. Yeah. That's yeah. why, like, my odds of getting to space are lower. Because my right. math's not super strong. 
Yeah, but your heart is pure. I it mean, is. If, if being a good guy got you to space, you, yeah. you'd be on Mars. Here's by the now. thing: they're gonna need you need like like some artist to go along, or else like what we create. What once the Earth is is a cinder, then we just have a bunch of scientists. I bet you could get in else. on like like a, a Sam to a Frodo. Like if you mm-hmm. had a math good buddy who was like your Frodo, I could, I could Ben Grimm it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you could, you could, you could, you could be in there on like the I'll still ca- I'll carry you uh, to Mars, Mister Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, astronauts in the bad news bears thing. There should probably be some astronauts, or at least a Tang Joe. Uh, no, that's that's uh, that that bad news robot bears to space camp. Oh <laughs> shit! There are no more good space camp movies anymore. No. Yeah. So if you've got a space camp movie, we will... actually I feel like I saw that there was like a space show that looked like it was basically space camp that was on Disney Plus. It was um, one of those ones that like was on, got canceled, and got pulled. <laughs> it's in that like list of ones. Yeah, I, and I was like, I didn't even know that one happened. Um, I found I was looking through my my folders of like I wonder what Victor sketches I still have. And remember that time we wrote that space camp sketch about. Uh, uh, the like the all the kids were doing like various uh, missions, and then one kid set of kids had to be like the Challenger kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, it was in the helmet one. It was that a, Sarah Mahoney played yeah. went off. Yeah, she was so perky. She was like, "Yes, sir." And then there was an explosion after she ran off, and her helmet rolled onto the stage. Yeah, you know, if we'd had any balls, we would put like a little smoke bomb inside that helmet when we sent it rolling back in. <laughs> <laughs> there were, there, yeah, but there was, we we were already pushing enough envelopes. <laughs> frankly, I think that it's okay that we didn't go into pyrotechnics. Yeah, I feel like there's some themes here today with like yep. '90s comedy, 2000s comedy, and um, sketches and astronauts and bad news bears. How are you? I'm all right. I was sick, and now I'm not so sick, and that's a lot better because it was fucked up. Man. I'm really proud of you. I got, like, an infection in my salivary glands. Ooh. Like, on the left side of the bottom of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's, like... I didn't know that there's, like, three distinct spots where those are. And each one of them, like, swole the fuck up to the point where Ooh. the doctor's like... Like, the this doesn't match up with it. But I'd swear you have mumps just looking at you and feeling the side of your face. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So I had to, like, do that... Hardcore antibiotic, and then they also, after a few days of that, kicked in some prednisone to to ramp up because it like it swole enough that I couldn't fucking open my jaw beyond like that wide because yeah. that's the like the base of that system, and that shit was like locked. Wow! It took me like days to get to where I could like open my mouth all the way again. How did that work in terms of saliva? Did you have like? Too much saliva, or too little saliva, or no depression. Um, probably it, was. it wasn't that noticeable. Maybe less. It was mostly fucked up when they were like swollen and stuff. Yeah, because like the one under my t- tongue, it was like swollen up like a uh, like having a grape under your tongue. Ugh. Yeah, that, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. Luckily, that one went down relatively quick. Yeah, like each day, like that giant antibiotic dose, I would feel like an improvement within an hour or two because it nice. was strong. Nice. But but then going from that to prednisone, messed up my stomach too. Ooh. And so I'm, I'm like, I feel like now I'm like pretty much back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I I got some uh, <coughs> antibiotics for uh, when I got my root canal that he wouldn't tell me was a root canal. I think we talked about it when I was shitting all the time. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Like, those antibiotics can wreak havoc on your stomach. 
Take it from me, kids. Check your uh, check yourself when you're taking strong antibiotics. Ask your doctor, are these going to make me poop a lot? Uh, hashtag too many poops. And you can use a two or you can spell out two. Many, though, you got to spell out. Yep, that's, uh, that's our hashtag for check today. Check yourself before you poop yourself. Yeah. That's what the doctor ordered. When saw the mountain goats. I'm jealous. Speaking of speaking of um, pooping yourself, uh, yeah, it was interesting because you know uh, my, my lovely wife is a is a big uh, Mountain Goats fan, and I like their stuff. I just don't know as much of it, um, so I was a little bit like felt like I was on the outside. And first of all, they had like this non-binary uh, country guy from Asheville, North Carolina, um, as their opener, and he was kind of a weird dude because. He was singing all these songs that I think he thought were pretty cutting edge leftist songs by, about, you know, like, I want to make just a minimum wage and stuff. And it, and it was all a little like, like, okay, we've heard this kind of thing before. And then he's like, why aren't you responding to my music? <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, um, it's it's not really groundbreaking. And he got mad at the audience because they were talking during his set. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you're the opener yeah. for the Mountain Goats, like, People are going to talk. It's a Liberty Hall. Like, the sound's not great at the best of times. At the worst of times, everybody's just chit-chatting. And you get and you get uh, the back of the floor, especially mm-hmm. a certain amount of chatter, just because you, you're a little more removed from the stage. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how Liberty Hall plays. Yeah. And our friend Matt Gauss once, uh, our lawyer, actually, friend mm-hmm. and attorney. That's Spicy Beef Gauss on Twitter. He wasn't our attorney at the time. He was just our friend. Um but he, he might have been our attorney. I can't remember. He did a he show. He was at least in law school at the time. He did a show at the bottleneck where they weren't paying attention to him. So he got mad and stormed off the stage. And I thought this guy <laughs> was going to pull a similar vibe. I thought yeah. he was going to for sure uh, just take the fuck. It's a lot off. harder just doing sketches up there. Like music is, you get volume and like it draws the, the, the eye more easily. I remember, yeah, sometimes like trying to do sketch stuff on like, especially a, a Night with primarily music. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. That's when we learned that you never do it's like not comedy <laughs> during a ska- or some music show during a concert. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, then the Mountain Goats came out, and it was their last tour because they had to basically postpone because the lead singer got mm-hmm. COVID on their initial dates, which were back in April. So they're at the end of the tour. They seem like they are kind of done, and um, it just and then they were playing their new stuff. Which has a real weird, like almost fishy jam band vibe, and it's yeah. like, oh, I, I don't, I don't really like this. I thought, um, mm-hmm. I don't like this. You jam like band. the classics more? I do like the classics more. I feel like the big selling point of the Mountain Goats is that dude's weird, nasally whining and funny he's, lyrics. He's, he's got a, he's, I think, along that line that like a Dan Byrne walked of like yeah. a. Uh, Bob Dylan like like right. uh, uh, bloodline because right. um, he's got a distinctive voice and he's also like a fucking great lyricist. Yes, yes. like his shit's amazing and and the passion that he throws behind it yeah. is impressive, especially exactly. since so much of his stuff. And I don't know what size group he's touring with, but so much of his shit used to just be like him or him and a bass player basically right, right. forever too. And so and he would like give you that like, full band kind of sound with just him, like, playing the shit out of that guitar. Yeah. Well, he's moved up to two guitars, one electric, one acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a mic acoustic. 
Um, and then he's got he had a he had a bass player and a uh, and a drummer and a mm. keyboardist who looked like Dan Harmon is a hilarious thing. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's like kind of a like big long beard, gray beard, gray mm-hmm. hair, kind of um, stocky dude, and uh, who can also play saxophone. And they, they all the musicians were good. It's just it wasn't. I wasn't expecting them to play that kind of music. And it was really funny because I don't think the audience... I know he's been doing a little bit fuller kind of sound stuff for the last several albums. Yeah. And I'm a couple albums behind at this point just because... I don't have a lot of money for music right now. Uh, I was going to say, he seems to put out an album every, like, four days, too. Like, I was looking at his discography. He's a prolific dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, he did so many of those recordings, like, smaller labels that kept, like... You can still find them. Or, like, they get put out because people buy them because of him. Yeah. It was interesting though because usually, usually when I go to a a concert at Liberty Hall, it's a group that I'm really familiar with, and this Mm -hmm. was the first time I went to watch a group that I was somewhat familiar with, but not super familiar with. And it is funny to watch like the shit that people know and are there to see Mm -hmm. versus the shit that they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just sort of sit through this till we wait for the next one we know. And it's it brings up that whole point of like you know artists, and I had talked to Jack about this today. It's like artists need to develop and they need to change, but at the same time. It's real hard when that change is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Or, you know, like, she put it better than I did. Like, some people, some people might like that jam band sound. Mm -hmm. So he's probably picking up a few new fans who are into that. But for his fans who are into the more acoustic, one man, Mm -hmm. screaming, uh, funny things sort of vibe, you know, it was was a little bit harder, I think. But uh, they all joined in. They sure all joined in on, like, No Children and, and Peanut. I feel like uh, he gets a good he gets a good play for a long long time on KJHK. I feel yeah. like that's why he does that. He comes here at least on the every several years yeah. regular. No, and he seems to enjoy it. It wasn't like it was a bad show. It was just mm-hmm. uh, it was just interesting to watch the sort of uh, sort of vibe change between like the new stuff and the and the tried and true. I was interested that he was playing uh, Liberty because I feel like when I've seen him before, like I, I know I saw him at the replay and I think I saw him at the bottleneck. Yeah, saw him somewhere else. He packed Liberty. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know if it was officially sold out, but it was sure close. Nice. Yeah, it was. It was a big crowd. So anyway, good times. He was awesome on Poker Face. Oh yeah, check out Poker Face. Yeah, That's Will right. hasn't checked out Poker Face yet. We we found out before recording. I'm going to go home and do it after I, told I them. kick Jack off watching Foundation again because they didn't do any sort of, like, last time on Foundation. Yeah, it was real brief. And then I found, like, a season one in three minutes featurette, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, you could have, like, put this at the fucking beginning. Because, yeah, I was there's part of me that was like, I kind of remember this pretty well, but uh, not completely. And, uh, yeah, there was, I was I felt like a sharp curve in a way. I feel like they luckily didn't get too deep into anything in that first episode. So yeah. I was like, I don't feel lost, but I do feel like questions. <laughs> I just, I also, I want to throw in because I feel like we didn't have time to really address TV corner, but mm. like fucking hijack with Idris Elba is the stupidest show I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Okay. I haven't, I haven't caught it yet. It's been on. Oh, my no, life. You should watch it. You need to watch it. Okay. It's, it's, but like, I'm interested too. It's got so many plot holes. <laughs> and it's so dumb, but it's also so much fun. Cause yeah. I'd watch Idris Elba do just about anything. And, um, yeah, but it is real dumb. It's like it tries to be Die Hard on a plane, mm-hmm. but with you mean Passenger Fifty Seven? <laughs> <laughs> Ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, we made those movies before, right? It's real. or Air Force One, <laughs> except it's, it's not just Die Hard. He's also the president. 
Yeah, it's got some real dumb shit where you're just like, what? You think you can get away with that? I don't get it. But I, but I will. I keep watching it because uh, I love the man. I wonder if they set enough of that up like ahead of time when they went to go do the final pitch for Air Force One. Because that would be like an amazing pitch to hear. It's like, it's Die Hard, but it's on a plane. <laughs> but he's the president. But it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> and check and mate in four. <laughs> Gary Oldman's the bad guy. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> For dessert. And Glenn oh, Close man. is the fucking vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I want to watch Air Force One again now. Mm-hmm. I know. Damn. It's a good movie. Watch Air Force One, everybody. Double deuce. Big beer hosts. Hey, everyone. We're going to throw in a little tag here that we forgot to mention that um, Jeremy Amon, our friend and friend of the podcast. You may know him as Amon. His show is coming up at the Kansas City Fringe uh, starting on Friday the 21st of July. Uh, so you should come see it. You should come check it out at the Westport Flea Market, the Westport Bowery, 817 Westport Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64111 in the Westport Flea Market. When is it, you might ask? We're probably going to have to put this in the show notes because it's Friday the 21st at 6.30. It's Sunday the 23rd at 5 o'clock. It's Tuesday the 25th at 6.30. It's also Friday the 28th at 11 p.m. And then the last show is Saturday the 29th, also at 6.30. It's going to be a lot of fun. You should come check it out if you want to get tickets Contact the Kansas uh, City Fringe, and you can buy them through the Fringe box office, kcfringe.org. You pay for the Fringe, but you get the whole thing. That's right. You even get a, a button that you have to buy for the Fringe, and it'll help you get show uh, tickets to other shows. So go see it. You were just talking the other day about how you need more buttons. It's called The Last Word is Hope. Yep. It's a bipolar biography. Well, autobiography, technically, because it's Jeremy who wrote it, mm-hmm. and he's talking about his bipolar. But anyway, he's real fun and funny. You should he come is. see it. He's he's a he's a great performer. And it's a serious topic, but it's got some humor. He's real good at, at this kind of show where he's it's him engaging the audience one on one because he's a dude. You've heard him on here. He's a great storyteller. He loves to tell a good story, and this one is good and it's tight at forty minutes runtime. Nice. So you can get out and get back to doing whatever you're doing, but with a little more Jeremy Amon inside of you. Yep. He might come too with what you're doing next. Oh, I'm glad you ended that with the what you're doing next, because <laughs> otherwise it was a real weird double entendre. Oh, that's what you were doing. No, I didn't even notice. Double deuce. <laughs> <laughs> good tag, good tag. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster 
All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So much stuff. That's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, well, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.